Co-op mode, round 43. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by my co-host extraordinaire, the first and only best Canadian podcaster in the world, Ooh. the Canadian, Mark Harriman. Sean is going to take some... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, for trouble. Some problem with that. Yeah, that's 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 gonna. You're causing a little Canadian turf war here, West Coast, East Coast. That's you're just trying to start some shit. Well, but, you guys uh, can get your mooses and get some street wars going, and it'll be good that's to go. it. Yeah, it's it's gonna be all out knuckle sandwich when uh, Sean comes. So we're we're gonna have to meet in the middle. So we'll meet like yeah, I don't know, Toronto Winnipeg. or Manitoba or some shit. Yeah, yeah whatever it is. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Somewhere over there, yeah. Well, Sean, there we go. That's that's it. I'm sorry, Sean. We're, we're throwing I don't down. I guess. Apparently, right I, ne- uh, you know what? Neither do I. I love uh, I love me some Sean Capri. So I, I'm not. But you know what? If he well, wants to throw down, well, there's somebody else we down. love, and that is the one and only Bobby Big Bucks, Bobby <laughs> Paul's. <laughs> Bobby, long time no talk, man. I think yeah, it was man. the Joker podcast. This is the last time we we did a podcast. Yeah, I like I, you know what I like doing your your comic book podcasts. You know, I like I like being around Secret Friends Unite because um, I get to keep Charlie in check, which is always fun. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's good. It's a good time. We might have to have you back on because um, I don't know if you've been watching it, but it, you really we need, probably need to talk about DC Universe stuff. So I think that might be a good. So like, you know, the last time I was on, it wasn't the Joker. The last time was the uh, the 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 Infinite. Oh, was channel. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Oh, that's right, Crisis, Crisis, Crisis. on Infinite Wars. Yeah, yes. yeah, okay. Well, good deal. So that's we will amazing. we will definitely have to have you on again and talk about because I'm not sure when Wonder Woman's coming out. So <laughs> you should have a lot of stuff to talk about with DC fandom coming up. Oh uh, yes. yeah, split into oh, two shows, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, you might have some stuff and, and Affleck's back. Uh, you guys will have a lot to talk about coming up. Yeah, Affleck and my heart swell, man. <laughs> among among other things, but that's you know. Affleck and Keaton in the same movie. This that is going to be, be just. I'm just waiting for the news that uh, that Robert Pattinson's going to be in that one too, make it a triple bat no, threat. I think he's definitely. It's going to be yeah. But I think uh, what's his face supposed to be there too, isn't he? The television Flash. Oh, oh uh, yeah, Grant well, Gustin really. Grant, Grant, yeah, Grant I, Gustin. Well, I, mean, I didn't see that. Uh, yeah. And and Ezra Miller already did a little cross yeah. thing on, I think uh, that's why they're kind of, on the flash TV show. Yeah. So that, that would kind of make sense. Yeah. That's yeah. neat. Yeah. Poor, I mean, sadly I would say Val Kilmer too, but I feel bad for Val Kilmer. The guy <laughs> lost his voice. Mm, he's, yeah. he's doing bad. He's doing bad. Yeah. yeah. And uh, George Clooney, of course, he's always welcome back to. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, what well. is it? Where are we? We're not over here doing this stuff. Like, come on, let's get where we're supposed to be. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so um, for those of you who don't know, Bobby, he is the Nintendo guru. Like I said, he is uh, Bobby and I go back. Uh, we met actually on the NBC uh, forums podcast and Facebook, uh, and we became friends ever since. Um, and Bobby just loves Nintendo, does multiple podcasts, uh, does lots of streaming. So if you are into Nintendo, Bobby is a guy to follow. And he'll tell you how to do that at the end of the show. But we're going to talk about what we're gaming. And Bobby, you've been playing a game um, that we're kind of both interested in, Super Mega Baseball. Yes. yes. It's all about it. Um, listen, man, it's a fun game. I, I love it. It actually gave me – I took a little break from Animal Crossing to play it. Um, 
I played, I started a season in there. You could, I built a custom season, built a team, been playing, made this whole custom team around all my all time favorite players at each position. Um, and it's just fun, man. It's, it's an arcadey baseball game. It doesn't take itself too serious. The nice thing that I love about it is because if you ever play baseball games or games in general, like sports games, eventually you get to the point where you can just blow the computer out every single time you play and it just mm-hmm. becomes super easy. What's nice about this, they have what's called an ego system. And all you're doing with the ego system is you're just clicking up every now and again, and it's boosting the AI and making the the AI more difficult. And it actually tells you, like, hey, you're beating the computer pretty badly. You might want to bump up your ego Mm -hmm. and make it more difficult. So what I do is every 10 games that I win, or I'm sorry, every five games that I win, I boost it up five points. And it's gone from me, like, dominating and hitting the most home runs and all this stuff to, like, actually now I'm struggling to hit home runs and the computer's actually putting up points against me and, like, it's just back and forth battle. But the other thing that happens, too, is they start to take the controls off of the players. So, like, you know, normally when you first start the game, like, the computer's controlling the outfielders, you're controlling where the ball gets thrown. But as you start to boost the ego up, you have to now go catch the balls. And so it starts to te- – it, it slowly builds and teaches you the game the proper way. It's amazing. It's so good. Yeah, I really like Super Mega Baseball 2, and I haven't picked up 3 yet. And uh, just talking before the show, I know we, we said it's, it's on sale, and, and you said it's, it's not a massive difference from 2. Yeah. What is there anything that you would say for someone like me while it's on sale? If they're teetering, pick it up, don't pick it up. I mean, what's uh, what's your call there? The thing for me is like I look at it like if they added more teams. Mm. They did change up. They made a, a a more like a pro style pitching and cat, pitching and hitting system. So like if you're used to the more traditional like the show type hitting. They actually created a whole system like that as well that makes it a little bit more difficult uh, for those that are into, like, the more simulation baseball games. Mm. Um, they added more stadiums. like So they, they did add some stuff to the game. And I think they have a, a, a tournament mode coming as well oh, that's cool. going to get patched in at some point. But, you know, overall, I, I feel like it's, it's worth the upgrade. You know, like, I would look at it and go, like, I was glad – I was telling you guys, like, I did a review for the Nintendo Dads, so they gave me the game for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if I didn't get the game for free, I would have bought it day one. Like, it's just, you know, it's one of those things. Right. Awesome. So. Yeah, that's it's such a great series. So if you haven't uh, if you haven't picked it up, three is a great one. If you are like me and you picked up too late when it went on sale – uh, so that's why I've been kind of teetering, but yeah, it kind of sounds like eventually I'm definitely going to pick this up and it, yeah. I might, I don't know. I bought a couple of games today and, uh, we'll see. We'll see. It looks like there's a demo of the game out as well, which is yeah. the Ooh, best way okay. to really try out a game. Uh, yeah, just see if you like it. All right. Yeah. But if I download the demo, then I'll pay for it. Oh, Mark. Mark, Mark, Mark. <laughs> I know the second I play this game, I'm going to just buy it. It's going to be one of those things like, oh, yeah, it plays smoother. They added this. There's a whatever. And I'm just going to, like, you know, throw my money at the screen and that'll be it. Uh, do you guys remember a baseball game? Was it Cyber Baseball? Where it was robots playing baseball? Like a Neo yes. Geo or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That so much fun. Yeah. 
I love that, like the Mega Man arm cannon yeah. for the pitcher yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I, I love arcade sports games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am very excited though. It sounds like we are going to get one from 2K, I believe, for four for for the NFL, which we should be next year's if we ever. Oh, I can't wait yeah. for that, man. Mm-hmm. So can't yeah. wait for that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Mark, you've been playing. Uh, well, Bobby, have you been playing anything else or? Just Animal Crossing. That's okay. all. That's all. <laughs> like, I love that game. If you are looking for the best Animal Crossing content, follow Bobby. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I I, uh, I got almost 600 hours in now. Crazy. Um, yeah, and um, like, it's just it's so much fun, dude. I got these like my island. I beat, rebuilt it three times now. Like I'm on my third build. It's like oh, so much fun, dude. So much fun. <laughs> Bobby, we've Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Bobby, you'd be so proud. Um, Would you play it for two minutes? I paid it for <laughs> two hours. My son allowed me uh, to go on his island, of course, because we mm-hmm. have one Switch. And so so far, I have a tent and trash. That's all I got. He left me trash. He left me a, like a tire <laughs> and all this crap. <laughs> I think I, I think I'm like his indentured servant. I don't know. It's very. Yeah, I gotta. I we we talked about this before, and we've talked about Bobby's stuff before. The the um the game shows that you're doing on on Nook Twitch. Or, Nook or no Nook, I'm doing, it, which is like deal or no deal. It's um, incredible. Yeah, you know, Nook or no Nook is so much fun. We actually we've actually taken it up a level. So what I do is we've moved because I have two islands. I have multiple switches, but I have a second island, and we moved the set from my main island over to the other island. So we rebuilt it. Um, the island is Gotham. So, yeah. Um, we basically set it up with like in the background is a city, you know, and it has like using the servers, right? Using the, like servers the server towers. That, That's so, so light brilliant. Up. So Rick, cool. I love it. It's so cool. We got like a lighthouse with the lights spinning and all pretty awesome, right? But then what I did was there's a there's a guy in the community named Argo, and I was talking to him and I said the one day he came over to drop something off for me to build with, and he's dressed like Tom Nook. I said, look, what we're <laughs> going to do is on the final round of the night, you're going to come to the island and you're going to play the banker because I have a banker's chair set up. <laughs> oh my god! And he plays the banker and he sits over there and he's like he's talking trash to the contestants and he's like. <laughs> putting up the numbers and he's like he's laughing at them when they mess up and oh it's so Incredible. good it is amazing it's amazing and Incredible. then what we do is we have like all these cases set out right uh mike uk i gotta give a shout out to mike uk as well mike uk actually designed the nook no nook logo we have it on the floor now we got it on the back wall uh he made all the numbers so like you know and when you play when you watch deal or no deal there'd be girls there with suitcases with numbers on it or briefcases with numbers on it. We basically have these mannequins that are shirt numbers, and then they have these briefcases in front of them. And what I do is I have a, a, a piece of paper with, like, all the numbers, and then I pre-fill out and make up where the dollar amounts are. So I'm not cheating. There's all the do- all the cases I open are dollar bills, except for the one is gold bars. And if you open, that's how you know that's the million bells, is when you open that, that's the million bells. Dude, it is so. And when we get to like round three, I pump intense music into the chat, <laughs> <laughs> so the person playing is freaking out because he's got this high intensity. Uh, that's so, so awesome. Good. That's amazing, <laughs> amazing. Uh, we've, I mean, we've talked about 
your stuff on the show before, but if anyone's not following, yeah, go follow Bobby Absolutely. on Twitch. Uh, I mean, follow the Yumi Capri Patreon for like everything that you guys do because yeah. you and Sean do so much. Yes. It's amazing. You're constantly changing things up. Uh, I love listening. Uh, I think you talked about that first maybe on – the Yumi Capri podcast, like the exclusive one for just patrons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, that's just you and Sean. And you were talking about how you built up uh, Gotham and stuff. And I was just like geeking out, just listening to you talk and be like, Oh my God, I got to go like that's see awesome. this on Twitch. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's awesome. um, yeah. That's uh, fantastic stuff. Quick question though, Bobby, have you ever played deal or no deal? Like Dave and Buster's? No. Oh, it's so much fun. It is so how much I, fun. How I did it though. Somebody, one day I was streaming. When the game first came out, and someone came to the stream, was like, "Hey, do you want to come to my island and play Deal or No Deal?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." So I go over to the island, and he just had it like numbers on the ground and like these these bell bags laying on the ground, and like, and I won seven hundred fifty thousand bells off the guy. And I was like, "All right, I, I see what you're doing here, but I could do this so much better." Hmm. So I like I just changed up the way he did it and like built this entire set. And the best this is the best part. Um, one night we're playing and I didn't realize the animals will open the briefcases up. So, <laughs> so I forget to remember this. I forget to lock out the set, right? And I come over and I'm like, as I come running over, I'm like, wait a minute, there's like four briefcases open and here's an animal walking around. I'm like, whoa! And I had to like blur the screen real quick. And I'm like, all right, you got to go back home, and I got to reset this board now. And I was like, these stupid animals, man. They really just come over and start opening the briefcases. It's like, like raccoons going into trash cans. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite things with Animal Crossing that I've experienced is I was just on my island. I have two Godzilla statues as soon as you come up from the, uh, the oh, flight airport. thing, yeah, airport. the airport. So I have two Godzilla statues, and – so I I come back from flying somewhere and I was like texting. I think it was my sister's island and I was texting my sister or something. And I just left the controller down and I was standing next to the Godzilla statues. And one of my animals just comes up, presses the Godzilla statue, which causes like the dun 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 roar, music yeah. and the roar. And he spits fire out and he just watches this happen and then turns around and walks out the same way he came. And I'm like, mm-hmm. just staring at this like. What the hell are these animals? Like, uh, what are they doing? It's it's a, like they their personalities are so hilarious. It's good. The Todd's shit like, they get into. Todd's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just texting Sean Capri like they're doing it. They're talking yeah, about Animal yeah. Crossing. Holy Save shit. me. I believe he's talking about this. No, it's yeah. like when I talk about something that Charlie hates. He goes, "I'm just happy for you," which means <laughs> <laughs> the reason this podcast exists is anytime yeah. you talked about exactly, games, exactly. Charlie would yeah. just glaze over, yeah. die a little bit inside. He'd get back it's, at you talking it's about like cosplay. We all glaze over when Charlie starts talking about Star Trek. It's the same yeah. <laughs> we finally got to the thirty second skip. We finally get to the point where he doesn't talk about cosplay. I don't talk about video games. It's a perfect marriage. There you go. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, well, Mark, uh, you and I both played a couple of the same games. Uh, yeah. And I'm not sure if Bobby's played either of these, but he Probably definitely not. should because he some, somebody gave him a, a, a Game Pass uh, three month subscription, which you know, by all means, Bobby, take advantage of it. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> well, you phone. should use it I'll for this. It. I'll use it. I'll use it. You know okay. why I might use it is because uh, this this uh, 2K golf game I want to okay. check out. 
Mm. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, well, you should use it also for Battle Toads. That's the first one I'm going to talk oh. about. I'll save the other. Uh, Battle Toads. I've only played it the first little bit so far, and it is already like the humor's great. It looks like a Saturday morning cartoon. The voice acting's fantastic, and it plays like an old school beat 'em up kind of game. It's so far just everything that I hoped it was. Uh, I don't know if maybe the experience kind of gets shallow later on, but so far I've heard really good things and I can't wait to play more. Um, I just love that they're taking this old franchise that was like basically just the same toad recolored three different times, but they've given them all their own personalities and their different sizes and, and whatever. And it's, it's just so cool. I, I, I want them to come out with a, a, rethink of the the double dragon games just so we can get a new battletoad double dragon crossover like so good here's a question for you this game was made by rare correct yep uh no this was not it was made by a gogo what was the name of the studio it is a rare rare, it's um, a rare property property. but they they, they got a different developer uh to make this one yeah is it hard like the originals were you you can play a very hard mode it's called yeah uh, toad mode is that what it's called uh something yeah it's yeah there there are various difficulty settings yeah i put mine in the middle i might dial it down if i just want to experience the saturday morning cartoon vibes of this of this without smashing one of my xbox controllers but like there is there's no reason if you have an xbox not to try this game out because it is game pass day and date it's it's uh you know just try it out it's it's uh so far so good the thing for me that I remember about the Battle Toads was they came out right around the time the Ninja Turtles did, like after the Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like Nintendo's version of the Ninja Turtles, you know, through Rare and all that stuff. I I loved the game. They were just they were just so hard. They were so yeah. hard, but I loved them. Yeah. I thought they were great. This one, uh, one one thing that I liked about this game is the. Uh, the stages, the, especially the the bike stages, were always super difficult in the old yeah. ones. Uh, in this one, it seems, and I haven't experienced one of these yet, so I, I really want to. But uh, from what I've read, it's it's not procedurally generated, so you can actually memorize mm-hmm. the patterns and stuff. So you will be able to get through it eventually, even if it is tough, uh, which that's what I did back in the day. Like that's, you know, like you had to you had to right? you had this game that you had to just play because that was the only game you might have had for a while and i mean if this game was on switch then it might be, that might be the case but uh little switch dig because i haven't done anything in a while uh but anyway yeah so you're, you're going to be able to eventually get uh, get through this no matter how tough it is but i think dialing down the difficulty at certain parts might make it a little less controller shattering, frustrating, kind of awful. But uh, I'm, I'm so excited to keep playing this game. And uh, between that and I forgot to put this on my list, but I will throw it uh, in this conversation as well. The Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 demo, the warehouse nice. demo, played that as well. So between Battletoads and Tony Hawk, I kind of stepped into a DeLorean this week and it's like 20, 25 years ago. And I'm just like, holy shit, this is amazing. So it's, uh, it's been a week. It's been a fun week for sure. Did you break out your Jinko jeans, Mark? <laughs> yeah, I got super awkward around girls. My wife was, uh, was very, very happy with that. I, I got some Dunkaroos and, 
Yeah, it's been a good week. You know my company makes Dunkaroos, right? And we brought it back. For real? Yes. Dunkaroos are back? Yeah, they're back, man. Better than ever. Dude, that's amazing. I loved yeah. Dunkaroos back in the day. It's diabetes ready to go. <laughs> Sweet. Um, I also played Battletoads, Mark, and I think I got a, a little bit further than you, but you have to get through the first level because that's where you see the intent of what they're doing. Mm. That's when really you get to the sense of humor. Uh, I guess the the writers were from the Rick and Morty show. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, this is by Delala, uh, who actually part- worked with Rare on Sea of Thieves. They did some work there. So hmm, they have a relationship, nice. a partnership, which is great, which is probably how they got this job. Yeah. And um, I'm really impressed, too. I think it's great. Uh, the the combos are really impressive and actually mm-hmm. a little difficult at times because you're like, oh, I can do this or I can do that or I can do this. And you mm-hmm. switch between the different toads as you're doing it. So it really adds a lot of uh, flavor. So if you don't like one toad, play as another one, which is great. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And speaking of Sea of Thieves, there is some Battletoads uh, themed ship stuff coming oh, out. Wow. So uh, check those out. You can get the sails and the ship colors and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I can't remember offhand how to get that. So Google it. I'm not going to look it up right now. <laughs> but it is uh, they are coming out with some some Sea of Thieves Battletoad crossover and it looks badass. Uh, Todd, you also played the next game that I played, and that is Fall Guys. PlayStation has come out with so many amazing games. Ghost of Tsushima, uh, even God of War, uh, so many Last of Us 2, um, so many great games. And I've been talking for a long time that I haven't really turned on my PlayStation since Spider-Man. Obviously, my PlayStation Plus has lapsed. I've been very focused on Switch and Xbox, and it took a (laughs) not even close to triple A single player story narrative masterpiece to get me back into the PlayStation ecosystem. But Fall Guys did it because it looks so dumb. Those jelly bean characters look like something Nintendo should have come up with, but they didn't. Uh, Devolver Digital published this one. I forget who made it, but holy crap, this game's been taking off. It needs to be everywhere. This should yeah. not be a PlayStation exclusive for long. I'm sure it won't be. No, but... they've already they've already said that they want to go everywhere. Yeah, but they yeah. have to they have to fix a lot. This yes. game is super buggy, super issues. Yeah. So they'll get it there. I haven't run into any issues. I keep hearing people saying it's full of issues. I have not yet run into a single issue playing a game. Maybe it's because I suck and I lose too quick. Maybe it's because I just haven't played it enough because, you know, I've, I've played quite a few matches. Um, I haven't won a single one yet, but I've played quite a few. Uh, but I haven't come into any issues. Todd, have you? Um. Just when my uh, so I had my friends come over. He brought his uh, his son over, who's younger, much younger than Logan. But um, we played it together. I'm like, this is the perfect game to play. Just pass the controller. Everybody takes a round, and yeah. uh, we did have a couple hangups with um. It just it just dropped us out. So oh, I had to restart wow. a round. But that was like the only time. But man, oh man, I think that I, I'm gonna say this game is this very similar in its effect by being on PS Plus as Rocket League did, 
Yeah, Rocket League would have not have taken off if mm-hmm. it wasn't free, getting in front of everybody, and that game exploded. And obviously, see what it is today, and people yeah. love it. It's become a big thing. This is the same thing. If if this wasn't on PS Plus, you wouldn't get 60 million people playing this game, yeah. and people yeah. play, paying you know on Steam to play pay this, and now everybody wants to play it, and it's perfect. Yeah. It's simple. It's easy. It's a battle royal for everybody. Um, it's goofy, but you know who did win? Baby. My son's my friend's son henry won so no, she won oh, really? yep henry won and and it was fantastic to watch him do it he was so excited awesome and man we just it just shows how being young and nimble fingers beats <laughs> out old crafty guys yeah for sure uh this this game is as as much as as this sounds dirty for some reason when i want to say it but having young nimble fingers um <laughs> i don't know anyway uh, but it's, <laughs> Bobby's just checked out completely. Um, so you anyway, say, like so luscious fingers. <laughs> as much as as much as that can help this game, it is so accessible. It's ridiculous. Uh, Finn started crying the other night. I picked him up because he was super fussy and he just wanted attention from me, and he didn't want any attention from Loren for whatever reason. He was just like, no. That it's just just me. Uh, so anyway, I kind of like threw the controller on the couch in the, like in that in between part of the game where it's like the next game's going to be. And I was just like, take the controller, just get to the end of the stage because it was one of those. You just run through the obstacles with the spinning, whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren was like, what do you mean? I was just like, just just get to the thing. The X is jump. Just just get to the end. She was like, OK, picks up the controller and she made it. She qualified through and and got to the next round and she was just like this is awesome this is adorable like i want to play more so now we've been handed the controller back and forth and that's how we've been playing this game so it is so accessible i've talked about how like she doesn't want to play splatoon she doesn't want to play uh ottoman empire um fortnite any of that kind of stuff because she doesn't like the twin sticks and and moving the camera around in a 3d game but this one let's go for she doesn't have to move it it's just go right it's and she instantly loved it uh so the more devices this is on i want this to hit Fortnite levels of just go everywhere like yeah. i want to be able to play this on a toaster uh this is yeah I, I really hope this game just takes off and continues the momentum that we're already seeing uh, i hope it's not just a a quick kind of one and done i hope they can keep building on what they've, well, they're, they're doing they're, they're already talking about like uh they're looking like the Fortnite type stuff. They're looking like yeah. skins for the characters. Yeah. And, and KFC, like, Burger King, I heard they all want to have, have partnerships. Have you seen what they're doing with the skins? I haven't seen them yet, but, you oh, know. So, so, so they're, they're, right now, they're basically getting companies to pay mm-hmm. and bid for what the next like sponsored skin is, but it's all going to charity. Which is perfect. So they're up to like half a million dollars the last time I checked. And that was like a day or two ago. And like Ninja's trying to get in with some sort of charity. Big companies are trying to get into it and say like, you know, use this as as our marketing budget or this and that. And they're all bidding against one another. And and yeah, basically the money's just going to go to charity. But they're like half a million dollars to get your branded skin in Fall Guys, that is what this game is doing. But there, I love that, and we're gonna get into Fortnite and their shit later. So <laughs> yes. the 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 amount of like goodwill that Fall Guys is doing when it's like a 
Goliath versus Goliath pissing match going on in one corner. And then Fall Guys is here with these cute little jelly bean characters going, hey, KFC, you want to be in the game? Cool. Give some money to charity and we'll put you in the game. Like, oh, it's so good. So good. I want all the success for this game. It's it's amazing that Devolver, a studio that makes games that are like disgusting (laughs) and horribly ugly and they have there's their e3 shows are are horror film terrible and they made this i mean they they published this game which is so weird so this Mm -hmm. this this developer that they found and just found something special in it that's pretty awesome yeah i i I, i'm so happy for them and what they could do for sure for sure um the last game i want to talk about and i i haven't played this i just bought it before we started on uh, Jules Watchem's uh, suggestion. So thanks, Jules. I bought a short hike that was featured in the Nintendo Indie Showcase that we'll talk about a little bit later. And I'm very excited to play this because he said it's super zen and it looks like a DS kind of game, but it looks just super relaxing and I really can't wait to jump into this. Uh, I finished downloading on my Switch, so hopefully I'll get to play it tonight after we uh, finish recording. Yeah, it kind of looks like an N64 game, like you said, Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, just kind of cute. And I've heard it's really fun. And they said it's, uh, I heard someone say, it's the best game about a mountain, even better than Celeste. So take it oh, as you Oh, wow. Want. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's really, I, I literally just like, I haven't looked up any reviews. I literally like saw that Jules bought this game, tweeted like, is it any good? And he was like, it's super zen. And I just bought it. So I don't see like just, <laughs> that's it. No other reviews than that. So Jules... Thumbs up. Thank you. Hopefully this game's great. I'm sure I'll love it. Awesome. Well, uh, I am almost done with Ghost of Tsushima. Um, my son is now my guru in a way for this game because he beat this game and he is a beast. And I, I have begun to tell him, stop talking and stop telling me what to do because <laughs> he is a much better gamer than I am. And man, oh, man, nothing is worse than a backseat gamer. Backseat person. Samurai. Oh, I, I, I love I love the mm-hmm. now. I love it. It is the best. Yep. All those times in NBC when you used to give me a hard time, I love the fact that your son now is doing the same thing to you. I love it. This is payback. This is karma. He definitely takes after me, Bobby. So what can I say? <laughs> I, I asked for it apparently when I had my son. Uh, but um, no, I'm loving the game. Um, I'm on the third chapter. Um, but the game is so fun. The side quest, just like Witcher or Skyrim, the side quest just adds so much more depth to the game as a whole. Um, like I did a side quest to get a flaming sword. Just it's not you don't have to do it. But the fact that you can do it and the, 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 the quest to get it is so much fun. I, I'm just loving it. Once again, it gives you an extra way to uh, go after enemies and just have fun. But I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I just want to finish the game. And you can, after you're done, go back and do those extra storyline missions and things if you want. So it's great. Um, but what I'm super excited about is the fact that they announced this uh, Ghost of Tsushima Legends, which is a four-player co-op mode mm-hmm. that is set in almost like – it's like when you've seen Far Cry where they do that weird like, here's a Far Cry game, but we're going to be like in a fever dream. Like, was that one? Uh, yeah, it was Dragon or something. Uh, shit, what's that called? Yeah, it is like Neon Dragon. Neon Dragon. dragon or yeah. Which balls or something. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, so this is a co-op movie you play with four of your friends. You look like you're Japanese demons and you go out and just play cooperatively like uh, like a co-op mode like in Destiny or something like that and take down its PvE. Or, yeah, PvE mode. Blood Dragon. Like Blood Dragon, which is a great game. Great yep. game. 
Uh, but yeah, it's fantastic, and it's basically Japanese legends and folklore in this mode. And I'm so glad they announced this after, because if they announced this while they were doing it, people would be so pissed off. Like, they're not focusing on the main game. It's taking away from what the game could be. Yeah. It's. And I would never expect this from a game like uh, a developer like Sucker Punch, that mm. they've never made something like this. I, I just cannot say... And that's one thing I, I will give Sony credit for. They allow their developers to do different things. I mean, it's just like Naughty Dog. I mean, going from Ratchet, you know, you know, all those games that they they went through and they did, and you know, uh, Jack and Daxter. They're not going back to make Jack and Daxter mm-hmm. games. Sony didn't make them do yeah. it. Same thing with Somniac. I mean, they start off with Sly Cooper, and then they go make, uh, or sorry, Sucker Punch. They made Sly Cooper, then they made uh, the Infamous games, and now they're doing this. It's just great to see how they these developers grow. So, uh, props to them. Can't wait for that. That's coming in the fall. Um, I did play the Avengers beta, and I played it last week, and I will probably play some more. Um, this it's is open a, beta this week, right? Yes, for everything. Yeah, I just, yeah, so I just finished downloading it. it. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's definitely worth playing. I will say this is a tale of two games. The single-player mm. story, which I think is excellent, and I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was great. They gave you a feel for each of the characters, how they play, and they're actually really fun to play. They all feel different. Hulk feels fantastic. Captain America's awesome to play as. Every character felt great. You played a boss, two boss fights, essentially. Taskmaster, and I won't give the other one away because you haven't seen him yet. Um, and Miss Marvel is fantastic. She's a great addition. Then you get to the multiplayer mode, which they call the War Table. Hmm. This is like a this is like um, Destiny missions where you take on waves of enemies. Mm. I don't think this is going to hold sway over people. It just feels like a bad beat 'em up, and it's continuous <laughs> ten waves of doing the same thing. Mm. I have to do what is it three of those to get the Hulk fist in Fortnite? Yeah, that's yeah. literally the only reason I downloaded this demo. Yeah, do it, take care of it, and I just it just starts to feel rep- repetitive after a time. Playing with friends would probably make it better. But mm. one of the big problems I see with the game is it's all about loot, and the loot is not something that shows on your character. So you get a bracelet. You hold up the bracelet in the menu, looks cool, but when you go out there, your character doesn't show it. So there's no sense of progression in how your character looks. It's plus six. It's it's mm. really not doing much. Some of it is based on like frost resistance. So if you're going to a frost level, <laughs> sure with that. But Hulk gets like his gets his upgrade includes a spine. Okay, <laughs> that's not cool. That's, He's just gonna swap his spine out. Yeah, but you don't see it. So once again, I mean, and I'm I'm excited <laughs> to see what they do with. I I'm worried though that this is all gonna come down to buying skins, which yeah. would be like classic costumes and things, because I thought that's what you would get through the progression of the game. They're going to go with skins to make money, to make this. Mm. So I'm worried, but they are going to be – apparently there's a list of 15 more heroes that have been leaked that will be coming to the game, which sounds mm-hmm. cool. Um, so, But I just don't know if there's enough there to, to keep me into the game, but I guess we'll see. But I thought the single-player game is really fun. It feels like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but mm. from a different perspective. It's kind of cool. This game definitely has potential, but I, I – We've talked before about wanting that Captain America statue, but not wanting to pre-order this game. And I'm still at that level. Uh, very, very quickly, I don't want to take up too much time on this. How do you guys feel about the Spider-Man exclusivity? I don't think we've talked about that on the show yet. Oh, I thought we did. Maybe we did. Didn't. we? I thought we did. I can't remember. I think it sucks because it limits <laughs> – I mean it's cool for Sony, but I think it sucks for the game itself because um, that limits Spider-Man, everybody playing him, and it limits right. what missions you could do cooperatively. So I right. think it's a big no-no. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I th- yeah, I think we did mention our first impressions on this, but now that you've played it, yeah, do you feel like yeah, that's gonna hold some things back or? It depends on how Spidey plays. If Spidey plays well and plays like Spider-Man, but right. if it's just like a a skin of another character, mm-hmm. like Black Widow, but it's Spider-Man, that's gonna suck. Bobby, what do you think? I think it's fine. I, I a lot of people are pretty upset about it, and I just think that like, dude, this is if you grew up. You know, in the 80s and stuff, this is what companies did. You mm-hmm. know, like this was the way that people got you to buy a game on a particular system. Um, and it's it's whatever. You know what I mean? Like you think about it like, you know, Soul Calibur. They put like all these different versions out back in the day. And yeah. like you Link, if you bought the GameCube version, you got Darth Vader. If you bought the Sony version, it was like yeah. it's just what it's just what these companies did for years. So I don't really necessarily see this being any different than back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that we've gotten into this whole kumbaya thing lately, and mm-hmm. people are shocked when it happens. And I don't think they should be. I think this is, you know, yeah. Sony is going to go after it. Like, this is how Sony plays ball. You know, like, Xbox and Nintendo, they've kind of been playing, you know, nights together. Sony mm-hmm. doesn't care. And Sony wants to do what they <laughs> got to do to try to, to, to win the wars as it goes. And it's not to be expected. The only thing that I don't like about it is is if this was the other way around, if this was Xbox, people would be, like, screaming how disgusting it is. Right. I think that a lot more people are more accepting of it because it's on the Sony foot. There are some people that are upset about it, but that's mainly, you know, Xbox fans that are mainly upset. Right. But it's... And I I think you brought up a good point with the Soul Calibur, if you got the Nintendo version, you got Link, if you got this version. And I think that's the big part that's hanging me up is if black Panther was exclusive to Xbox, you know, Xbox got something, Sony got something, you know, yeah. we're, you know, th- then you kind of feel right now you're paying the exact same price for a game. But that you're, you're getting, getting something, something less well, for. Let on me ask you a question. Right? Let me ask yeah. you a question. Did this happen because of the rights that Sony has for no. But it just was something that Sony paid for to get it to happen. Yeah, no, S- Sony paid for it 100%. They do not have any exclusive rights to Spider-Man whatsoever. Just movies. Now, I could be wrong. This could be, this could be a deal they made to get the rights to make the Spider-Man game. They said if Spider-Man's going to – and this I – mean, obviously, we had Marvel Ultimate Alliance where Spider-Man was a playable character on Nintendo. But yeah. maybe that predated this deal. But maybe it's a scenario where if Spider-Man's in a video game – Sony owns it. I don't know. Yeah, there could be there could be Marvel Sony big picture kind of things, and it could have been in that conversation of, you know, there there was that conversation of keep Spider Man in the MCU and all of that shit. Yeah, fell out and all that kind of stuff. This could be like really, really, really big picture conspiracy theory type shit. That's you know something there, Um, but in reality. Yeah, there's nothing public so far stated that Spider-Man cannot appear on other platforms or in other yeah. games or whatever. This is uh, I fully expect Spider-Man to be in the next season of Fortnite. They've announced today that it's Marvel themed. There's a Thor teaser. I'm fully expecting to see a Spider-Man skin this season coming. Um, that's going to be on all platforms, maybe except Apple, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, so uh, Spider-Man. Sony seems to be wanting Spider-Man to be associated with their brand, but mm-hmm. there's legally nothing stopping Absolutely. Xbox from getting this character. Yeah, yeah. I, I think 
what I would like. Just like Nintendo obviously made a deal with Marvel to get Marvel Ultimate Alliance on the right. Switch. They published it. They paid money to do this. I would be perfectly happy if Xbox moved the money truck up to, to Disney and Marvel and said, hey, we want to make an X-Men game, and it's going to be – I'm like, perfect. That's great. Because at, least, yeah. at least somebody's making an X-Men game because I haven't yeah. seen an X-Men game since that horrible one that Dennis Dyack made on that was on the Nintendo Wii. What was that game called? X-Men – it was horrible. You basically yeah. weren't you weren't in X Men. They made a mutant that you played as. Oh, horrible. oh, I vaguely remember that. Now that you're saying you made a weird, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. No, I yeah. Anyway, I I'll I'll check this out. Like I said, I want those Hulkbuster hands for uh, for Fortnite. So I'll check out this demo. But uh, that's about it. Uh, Todd, you have another thing you wanted to? Uh, yeah, just um, just something, just a note. Um, I played the game of trying to buy a limited run collector's edition mm-hmm. samurai jack game came out i'm a huge samurai jack fan my wife and i when we first got married that show was out i bought her action figures that i still have boxed and i tried to get the collector's edition mm-hmm. i failed it is now oh, on ebay at double the price and they, this is what i don't like they did not limit anyone from buying multiple like copies like they just said you could buy as many as you want which i just find i hate <laughs> Yep, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, that sucks. But, is that uh, is that the same game? Sorry, I'm I'm not a massive Samurai Jack fan or anything, but uh, so a Samurai Jack game just hit Apple Arcade. Is that the same one? That's, that's the same the one game. Yeah, okay, it just cool. released today. It's getting decent reviews. Um, I'm not really sure how limited run, run games works. Like it, it says, it's going to be like three, to, two to one to two months before it even gets shipped out, which is yeah. I just find annoying. But mm, um, yeah. But there is a silver lining, and Bobby, you'll get a kick out of this. So there was, I used to have a rival on the NVC group. Well, I had a few, but um, one was <laughs> a, a gentleman called Justin Louie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The funny part was I posted in the IGN uh, GameScoop group, said, hey, if anybody can help me out, I'd be willing to buy it. He actually said, hey, Todd, if you don't have, if you can't get one, I'll help you get one. So I'm hey, like, you know what? Right. Everybody can be friends. Council mm-hmm. wars are over. We've won. <laughs> COVID's been cured. Life is good. <laughs> Just so you know, I left the NBC group because they're a bunch of jerk offs. So oh, I, did, I don't go <laughs> to the NBC group. This is the IGN scoop games okay. group. I'm like, okay. yeah. but yeah, this is. All right. of, but yeah, I just sad that it was sold out. But I really wanted the statue and the the letter opener sword because mm. there is no Samurai Jack merchandise. Oh, like at all. So I just really right. want to be able to get that. That's more. That's more what I want to do. But I don't know if I want to spend two hundred fifty dollars on it. 130 Oof. maybe. Yeah. 250. No, I don't know. My fandom isn't that that high. It's not like yeah. Lego. I'm sure that you're not really a true fan, so. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a Lego NES. You don't need to think about it. It's not like it's a Lego NES or or you well, know. Yeah. Uh, didn't, even, didn't even blink an eye. It was like that's mine. <laughs> it didn't even blink an eye. Well, I just pressed download on Samurai Jack on my phone. So uh, Apple Arcade, you win another uh, little battle here. Um, so that I need to really try it. Try that out. Yeah, I'll definitely that. try that game. And it's apparently it's available um, iPhone, iPad, and Apple TV. So I don't know exactly where I'll play that. I just press it on my my phone. But uh, most likely I'll be playing that on a TV later. Nice, nice. Well, I think that's it for what we've been playing. That was a long session, but we got to ke- got to keep uh, catch up on some things. We get into news yeah. very quickly. A recap of the state of the Apple versus everyone at this mm. point. <laughs> um, obviously, we talked about just the um, restriction of getting um, xCloud on mm-hmm. uh, Apple devices last 
uh, session mark. Now we've got basically Epic Games, the creator of Fortnite, is now going to war against both Apple and Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started basically offering a way to buy uh, their V-Bucks cheaper and then doing it basically bypassing iOS store, Google store. That basically got uh, Fortnite removed on both uh, services. Google, yep. you can get the game, I believe, on one of the other um, platform well, uh, stores. You, you can you can get it on the Samsung store, and you could sideload the app there, yeah. you know, through the Fortnite website, yeah. which which is something that Android allows, but iOS yes. doesn't. So absolutely, uh, you can still technically play it, but it is off the Google store. Yeah, and the biggest problem will be when there's an update mm-hmm. to that game on any device that's see any of those. Yeah, season three be- starts next week. The, yeah. I just said Mer- it's, it's Marvel theme. They're they're teasing it out this weekend. There's a hashtag free Fortnite tournament. You can get the Apple uh, bad guy skin or whatever if you get ten <laughs> points in the tournament. Uh, so compete on that Sunday. I'll be competing. By the time people listen to this episode, it'll be already passed. Um, Okay, as as much I'm, I'm going to start this one off if you guys don't mind, but as, as much as I was completely against Apple in the why can't Xbox and Stadia and that kind of stuff stream on Apple, it's no different in my opinion. Uh, streaming services are no different than Spotify being on there, um, YouTube, Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, whatever. It's it's the same thing. It's just a streaming platform. For this one, I'm actually kind of on Apple's side and Google's side. Um, Epic just wants to bypass giving them their cut. Uh, it's the same 30% cut that Xbox, Sony, Nintendo, Steam, everyone takes the exact same 30% cut. Um the fact that Epic is going specifically after Apple, even though Google kicked them off the exact same way, and the other stores would probably kick them off as well, but they're all closed gardens, especially the consoles, uh, just like Apple is. Um, Epic just wants the full share of their money, and they want the Epic's game store instead of the App Store. But the people, the reason people like the App Store is because you're paying Apple and then Apple pays a developer. It's secure. It's safe. It's trusted. You can have parental controls on it. So your kid doesn't spend $6 billion on freaking Fortnite skins. Um, you know, does the Epic store have that on there? If you're bypassing Apple's payment system, will you still get those same protections as a customer? You will get is, no protection. Let me tell you something about that's that. it. They're trash. Yes. They're trash. <laughs> they literally, I had someone come in and, 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 and steal my, switch code went in bought like 140 dollars worth of v bucks and epic literally i could not get a hold of anybody to dispute it thank god paypal gave me my money back but like epic was just like two weeks later we got our money everything you needed but you don't even talk to me (laughs) what are you talking about yeah, so that's that's why in this, like I said before, this is Goliath versus versus Goliath. But guess what? Epic agreed to these store terms before they put Fortnite or any of their games on these platforms. Apple said, hey, if you want to put a game here, and Google said the same thing, if you want to put a game here, you give us 30%. Epic said, cool beans. And then they're saying suddenly, like, you know what? That's not cool beans anymore. But it's kind of like going into a Walmart and being like, hey, Walmart, um, 
target here. We want to set up a target store inside your Walmart store um, because we, you know, and, and we're not going to give you any money for that. So it's like, you know what? If you want to be on their platforms, like play by the rules. Now, it's not even 30%. Like that. It's, like, it's like this. It's like this. It's like you have a Walmart store and Hanes is selling T-shirts online. And then mm-hmm. they go, just go into the Walmart and pull it right off the shelf. Right. You don't pay them. You just go and you grab it off the shelf and walk out the door with it. Right. Like Walmart's going to be like, what are you? What? What? No, get out. Like, what are you yeah. <laughs> And Epic could easily get around this by saying, you know what? You can purchase V-Bucks on our website. And then you could, you know, if if they left it actually, in the app they, store they won't allow they them to do that it. though. That's what they were doing. They were letting them buy their their V bucks on their own store and bring it. Apple said you can't do that. No, no, no. They had it in the game. I checked it out. It was well, in no, the game they, as an option. So because that's because that's essentially what most most companies are doing these days, like a Comixology. But you, you don't buy things. Go, you don't buy anything's app. You go online. Didn't you? Can right, but the it's apps. it's yeah. it's not in the app. Epics was in the app. Really. Itself. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah it's, that's, it's that's, it, that's when you weird. clicked yeah. on buy, buy V bucks. I checked this out before it was all taken down. If you clicked on buy V bucks, it would say, okay, cool. Do you want to pay Apple's price or uh, do you want to pay the lower Epic price and go through our payment method and do all this extra shit and and give us your credit card instead of just using your iTunes account? It was very very sketchy. But did and it I actually looked at did it, it, if you click the button? Did it take you to Epic's website or what did it? Do? No, it was built into the app. It was, okay, so yeah, was, that's that's yeah. dumb. That's dumb. They should have just said. They knew it works. This was so calculated by Epic. They knew exactly what they were doing. They had the video ready. They had the lawsuits ready. They had ever. This was so calculated. It's kind of disgusting. Um, Now, that's that being said, 30 percent is a wild like commission for these stores to take. And Apple is in the middle of antitrust lawsuits that. You know, they've given special permissions to Amazon for Prime Video and they've done this and they've done that. And like no company is right here. But Epic isn't like they're trying to be like, oh, free fort, free Fortnite, you know, like get on our side. This is Apple's bullying us. It's like frig off. Like you guys are the biggest game in the world. Like, well, a couple things. Nobody's bigger than Apple. Apple's worth two trillion. They're the biggest company. Two trillion in the world. dollars. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so not, and Epic's not, worth seventeen billion. So it right. is. It is. Everybody is. Samsung I mean, there's, a, there's a couple of things here. Number one, just in case you don't, Nintendo takes forty percent. So they've they're they're even more. So that's number one. Number two, um, you have a situation where, dude, you own a store as well. How would you react if a company did this to you? Like Epic Games does the same similar thing. Mm-hmm. So if if one of those game companies did it, you'd be okay with that? No. Like it's stupid. Like mm-hmm. you take a cut off <laughs> of every single game that comes into your store. Why why are you acting like so weird about this? Mm-hmm. It's just it's ridiculous. And the problem is is that what they're trying to do is and what they they have the ability because all these kids that love the game they they have a way to bully, but the thing is, mm-hmm. it's like is, I mean, is Fortnite even a thing anymore? Like, is it's the player the player base has to be way down at this point, right? Especially with Fall Guys, that's a, like Fall Guys coming in and being like, yeah, guess what? We're gonna do all this and put it towards charity is just such a like counterpoint to all of this. It's yeah. like corporate greed on one side with with Apple, Google. Epic, all of these big companies. I'm not defending any of them because they all like 
they're all they want their money, whatever. Um, like Todd just said, Apple just hit the two trillion dollar mark for the first time ever for an American company. Like, frig them all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then yeah. Fortnite or yeah. Fall Guys is over here. Like, we we just want to give things to charity and be fun and have jelly bean people. And it's like, okay, with this, if this company can do this, you guys can take your dick swinging match and stop making an army out of little ten year old kids that are yeah. still playing Fortnite. Like, that's I, I, the part that's pissing me off. I will say Epic does put its money where its mouth is. They open their Epic store, and they only take a 12% cut. Right. So they are basically saying, we want to have give developers more of their money back. And, That's great. And Amazon got a deal from Apple. They only mm-hmm. have 15. They only take 15%. So 100%. I kind of I kind of feel it's one of those scenarios that um, – and, and maybe it should be opposite. If you're a small dev, why do you have to give 30%? I mean that's like – <laughs> that's my rent money you know, versus big. so yeah. it seems like they're just really and, and i will say this yes i totally get all these rationales but i think this is all about being a duopoly uh mm-hmm. you know in that sense that there's no way else to get your app on something and the reason why app, they're going after apple because apple you i guess developers make significantly more on apple than they do on google so it's really you go after the big guy yeah. so I but can that's, that's because it's so safe it's so secure you trust apple with your credit card. I don't trust Epic with my credit card. Mm-mm. I don't want them having my information. I'm super happy to just be like, here's my face. Here's my face ID. It's secure. It's yeah. good. I'll pay you. You can figure it out on the back end. Now, I I agree 100%. 30% is a wild cut. I think that should be lowered. But I think also this isn't something that, again, they should be like – militarizing these kids with the free no. Fortnite hashtag thing deal with this in courts if you want to sue them whatever you know stop stop it just feels so greasy the way epic is going about it and i it's it, like i said there's no winner here there's only losers and the losers are any of the kids that are playing Fortnite. and that's coming from someone that plays Fortnite every single night basically with my friends but that's just because that's where we like to shoot the shit um and so that like this doesn't affect me because I'm playing on my Xbox One X. Um, but I also I've mentioned that I like playing on my iPad because it's 120 frames a second per second. So um, this is affecting me in some way, but not completely limiting my my access I mean, to the game. So okay, so in theory, doesn't your don't your V Bucks follow you around from game to game though? No. Uh, yeah, so whatever you buy, where you buy, they are tied. Now, if you get them in save the world mode. They can be uh, platform agnostic. If you get them through the battle pass, again, platform agnostic. But if you buy them on Xbox, you don't have access to them on Nintendo Switch. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a pain in the ass for sure. But Epic could, again, fix all of this by taking it out of the App Store. Absolutely. Uh, They can take out this payment system. They can put it on a website and say, hey, if you want cheaper – V bucks go to Fortnite.com. Otherwise, you're paying 30% extra, well, and that's going to Apple. Okay, could, they so ab- could they advertise it? Could they advertise it in the app, but not not in the game, okay. not in the app, but they can advertise it on uh, wherever. Like I saw the okay. the Fortnite teaser on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. You can uh, they can advertise it anywhere else, just not in the game itself on the App Store. So I mean, there's, there's theory, so many ways about this. So wait a minute. In theory, though, the the items you purchase are cross-play. Yep. So why don't they just tell people like come to the Epic Store, buy your V Bucks, 
buy your gear, and then you got it wherever. Yep. Very yeah, easy to do. Yeah, I, I think in a way, and, and the, you'll get the irony of this, apparently Epic did go to Apple to try to get a deal. <laughs> so yep. It's, and it's they're saying they have it's it. hot mess. Yeah, they're they're yeah. playing the victim here, saying like, oh, Apple's like doing, you know, we never asked for special treatment. We're not asking for this. We just want it lowered for everyone. But apparently they did ask for special treatment. So, again, I'll reiterate, Google sucks. Epic sucks. Apple sucks. They're all just out to take your money. Like what you like. Play where you want to have whatever phone you want to like, whatever game you like. But in the end. These are all companies that are just trying to get your money, and this is a pissing match that should not involve the people who want no. to just play the friggin' game. So sign language middle fingers to Listen, all of these people. Calm down, Mr. Apple. Okay? Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Apple fanboy. I, I will know you are. Openly. Openly. But – and again, I will 100% defend Apple on this thing because they're saying, look – Look, we're not giving you guys a special thing. Yes, we did it for Amazon. That's just for Prime. Um, they're in the middle of a lawsuit for anti-competitive stuff. This could all be just blown up, but whatever. But I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is Epic is not – they're playing the underdog here, and they sure as shit aren't. It's 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 just very weird that we're feeling like any bit of empathy for or sympathy for billion billion dollar trillion dollar companies. Man, and that's oh, it. I'm not feeling empathy or sympathy for any of these companies, but so many people are. And I just I really hope people smarten up because I see people on these like forums and groups and everything else saying like, oh man, Apple just needs to smarten up. And it's like you do know that Epic could. Just remove that extra payment system, and you guys could still play on your freaking phone. Yeah, right? absolutely. That's like, my uh, Comicsology. I buy my comics right on the on 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 the web, and I read them on the reader on my iPad. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. They could do the exact same thing. Um, and again, I I just it's pissing me off that Epic's like militarizing all these freaking kids. Um, but again, I'll go back to the argument that. The xCloud Stadia stuff is completely stupid. Apple needs to change their rules. I'll never defend Apple on that decision. It's ridiculous. But for this one, I kind of understand their position. guess Google wins at least one way. They're going to get people to buy more Android devices. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Damn it. Oh, it's well. crazy. And I just yeah. bought an iPhone. Damn it. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, something more fun. Uh, Nintendo um had a event guys the event everybody was waiting for it happened we're so happy and no it didn't it, didn't. <laughs> it was Man, still oh a good event it was good it was good we're getting blue balls here waiting yeah, for something. i just wanted i wanted i think listen you have three companies playing chicken whoever <laughs> whoever blinks first the other two companies are going to come out with their stuff that's all it is they're all waiting they're not showing what they have none of them really had an e3 they were all just like nonsense. Mm-hmm. So I think they're all just sitting back and waiting. And when they finally unload, it's going to be, you know, a hot, sticky mess. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for carrying that forward. I just you know, I had to. <laughs> With your nipple fingers. <laughs> <laughs> the thing for me is. Oh, like, mercy. But I think this was a good event. I, I, yeah. There's a lot of good games that came out of it. I was like, this is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I was uh, a lot of surprisers or surprisers, surprises that came out of that. And I was like, this is pretty awesome. I liked it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, any games uh, stand out uh, to anyone? Bobby, go ahead. I'm thinking. Okay. Oh, I have I'll a game that I recommend that Bobby should get, though. What's that? It's right up his Spirit Fair. Yes. It looks awesome. What's the one? With, is that the one? With, what's the one with the bird? That's uh, the 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 short that, hike or whatever. The, that, okay, so that I one just mentioned cool. that. The, I wanted to check that yeah. out. Yeah, that's the that's the one I just said that Jules. I don't know uh, the name. The problem is, is that you don't really know these games because they're not right. like big developers. You know what I mean? Yeah. The one thing, the one thing that really I got to tell you, man, the one thing that kind of has me, and it's obvious to me, obvious to me that this was a Damon Baker leaving Nintendo thing is the fact that image and form seems like they've, they're leaving mm. and they're going to Xbox. Um, I know for a fact that, uh, that Brian from image and form, the CEO is friends with Damon Baker. Mm. Um, I know for a fact that they would at conventions, they would just sneak off kind of and have dinners and stuff together privately. So they're, they're friends. And when Damon left Nintendo, I immediately, in the back of my head, thought, like, this might be trouble for Nintendo in terms mm. of using them. And it seems to be that's the way it's going to be. Um, because they never put games on Xbox. Yeah. It was Especially you know, not in a showcase like they did with, no. uh, with the last yeah. one. Yeah, to, and, yeah. and to have nothing on this showcase. Yeah, that is that is quite telling. The only thing that, and the other thing that bothers me, it doesn't bother me, it is what it is, but... Uh, Zoink doesn't really necessarily lay into these things that much anymore mm-hmm. um, in terms of like for Nintendo. Um, but they're doing these big, crazy, creative games like Klaus. I just talked to him yesterday. He, he messaged me. We were talking and, you know, um, they're working with EA now. They're doing a mm-hmm. lot of work with EA, but they're just doing these big epic games that are just like they're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so it's, it's awesome to see these these small yeah. indie developers that like, you know, five years ago. When we were starting, Mark, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, you see them now, and it's just like, this is craziness. Yeah, we were like the first podcast to have uh, Zoink on, I think, on the Warp, the warp yeah. Whistle. And now they're like this, yeah, they're they're, yeah. they're doing working with EA and doing these big yeah. uh, showcases and stuff. And you, was it you, me, and Barry played yeah, the uh, first, Zombie the, Vikings together, the, the first played, uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Zombie Vikings with, with Klaus yeah. on, on, on PlayStation. And then, the, um, then we get the first... We have the first exclusive look at Faye. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I won that code from you, Bobby, for Zombie Vikings. And yeah. It's a great game, and I hope that gets ported eventually to other systems. I, yeah. yeah, I don't think it will. I don't think no, it they, they talked about the – what was it? The online code, I think, for Switch. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, they were having like a problem that. with the Switch. They couldn't get it to work. Yeah. And, gotcha. But, but, yeah, it's uh, – you know. Yeah. Yeah, for uh, for this showcase though, going back to that, uh, I think really there were so many games that stood out to me. Subnautica, uh, Raji, and Ancient Epic looked uh, looked really Looks cool. Great. Yeah. Um, Torchlight Three is a big fan of the first yeah. first uh, Torchlight. Yeah. So such good. a good game. That looked yeah, really, such a good, really game. good. Yeah, that looked amazing. Yeah, they uh, brought back animals, which is great. That was yeah. one of my favorite things. Basically, Diablo having to go back and sell your stuff, but this is you send your animal with all your stuff. So much fun. Yeah. Uh, Inmost, I think, just hit the shop today. Looks super cool. Uh, that's the one kind of looks like a 8 or 16-bit, um, man, what is it? Like creepy, dark kind of, I don't know, puzzle platform kind of thing. Uh, anyway, it looks really, really cool. Um, like I said, I picked up a short hike based on uh, Jewel's recommendation. I've also heard really good things of Takeshi and Hiroshi. Where you're a brother making 
his uh, a game for another brother. So I yeah. think like you play a bit of them talking and then you play the game that you're making or something like mm-hmm. that. It looks looks really cool. I've heard some some cool stuff. Uh, there were some games that just don't shine for me. If anyone has missed Grindstone on Apple Arcade, do not miss that game. So good. So good. I'm guessing that's going to be a touch first kind of game. So you're going to play that undocked. Um, but I guess it could probably work on a TV if they, but that game was so good on iOS. It was uh, really like one of the standouts of Apple Arcade. So Grindstone is, is, is amazing. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of stood out for me for sure. Uh, Spirit Fairer was one that I was like, I can't wait to play this. This looks like a Nintendo Switch game. And then it hit uh, Game Pass. Sounds yeah, like absolutely. Maybe it's not a Switch game. Thirty dollars or That's play a, for free on Xbox games. Mm-hmm, yeah, yep. there's a lot of uh, easy decision. A lot of timed exclusives as well. Yeah, yeah. Which actually yeah. shocked me because that's not normally Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Nintendo doesn't normally get timed exclusives. They really came out swinging with that and like really made it evident. Because even if something is a timed exclusive with Nintendo, a lot of time they wouldn't say it. Yeah, they wouldn't be as outright with it. They're taking an Xbox kind of thing of like world premiere like that's Console basically the, the vibe exclusive. i got yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was uh it was cool to see them kind of swinging that a little bit with the indies I, I i really thought this was a great indie showcase now it wasn't what we wanted with a big nintendo direct but for what it was i thought this was an excellent show yeah nothing really like said wow look at me this is like yeah. fantastic um a but lot of these games fair, have, a lot of these games be... have been other uh, platforms before too so I've, i'm yeah. familiar with a lot of these games and i will say um <laughs> i i did see one thing that was very funny people who bought um i think hades though that's a console launch mm-hmm. the game looks yeah awesome. that looks good. It looks yeah, sick. yeah that's by super giants games yeah, i think transistor they, they do yeah. so yeah. many good games yeah. the one thing that i laughed at and it was somebody from the collector's physical side uh mm. untitled goose game added co-op which is oh, very cool but frig, somebody was so upset that this is now not going to be on their physical game cartridge <sighs> and i'm like i'm like guy this is like <laughs> The, this is the reality of games now. If you want games to be improved over time, you don't want them to be like never changing. So I'm sorry mm-hmm. if your physical release now doesn't have everything, but it was just it was just an odd sense of like, yeah, that's cool. It's being added, and that should Maybe. not be something that's sad, a sad release. It's and not two, like that game. Two gooses you, are worse than one, right? If yeah. you if you live in the woods and you don't have access to the internet to download this DLC, like drive into the city or walk into the city go to the library get the free wi-fi download the 500 megabyte patch or whatever this is going to end up being because i can't imagine it being huge for this game. can we be real for a minute here and just, just get if over you it. don't have the internet to download <laughs> you probably don't have the internet to even watch the thing to begin with so you don't even know what's happening in the world True. so it's fun no, that was sure. their, their. They were upset though that their physical cartridge that they will love and put on a shelf yeah. now is less mm-hmm. than right. the digital. Of course, percent of the games today. Absolutely, so. it's not yeah. like Control, where if you bought Untitled Goose Game physical, you're not going to get this upgrade. No. You're still going to get it. It's just yeah. not going to be on the actual in the card. It's going to be part on your memory card. But you know. There's a Maybe. way to do this right, and there's a way to do it wrong. Control's doing it wrong, in my opinion, but Goose Game. Geez, I got news, I got news for you. 
I got this game called Animal Crossing. And <laughs> the cartridge that it came with, guess what? It's completely that's, not, different. I, that's a totally different game by the time you get in there. So I don't remember the last game I bought physical. Oh, legit. What was that Nintendo game? Was it was it um, Twilight Princess or one of them where the game had a bug and you had to send your game back oh, that to was get it? Oh, yeah. That was Other M. Okay. Was Other, other M. M. Okay. Yeah, it was Other M. If you went in through one way into – if you went into a, a room, if you didn't continue to the next room, if you backed up and went in backwards, you could not move forward. You were stuck mm-hmm. and locked. And you would have to send your save, your, 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 your save stick – your memory card into Nintendo, they would fix it and then send it back to you. Well, maybe that's we need a service Insane. like a phys- like yeah. limited run games will update your physical game. Limited run games will send you a box of tissues to cry. <laughs> for you I love it. I love it. I love it. You know what I don't like though? Games getting delayed and Oof. affecting a launch. Um, this is this is kind of sad because. Yep. Um, Halo Infinite was uh, is delayed now into 2021. We don't have a real date, which is kind of interesting to me. Um, they originally were going to patch the game eventually, anyways, with ray tracing some different things. So, um, but this is due to the fact that they said um, the game is not ready and they want to have time to work on it. They said COVID is part of this. They don't want to have crunch. So I totally respect all of those pieces. The concern I have is, at this point, Series X is feeling more like the One X launch, where it's iterative mm. console, without any real games that really said this is what this console is going to mean for Xbox. It just means this is a game, a, a box that's going to play things better. But mm-hmm. it's not really saying yep. this will have a statement game that makes Series yeah. X kind of... So in a way, I'm like, I feel bad for the people that are getting Series X Day 1, because they don't have something in their back pocket that says, this is why you get a Series X. If you're saying yeah. it's because my old games will play better, that's a weak statement, I would I say. I said this to Sean on one of the couple of Jews of Nintendo's. I'm like, I don't understand why Sony and Xbox just are not pushing off this launch. Mm-hmm. No one's been impressive. No, but it's like you're looking at this date that you have preset of holiday. Like, dude, just delay the console. Yeah. Just tell people we have an issue with COVID. We we don't want to give you a console with no games attached to it. We need more time. Yeah. I really don't think that people would be I mean, I'm sure they'd be disappointed. But like at the end of the day, you're looking at this and you have your your major game, the game that everybody was gonna buy for this console, is now missing. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you have to continue to it's almost like you're driving a car and the wheels are falling off and you're like, I'm not let off the gas. Yeah. We're just going to keep on going. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, got to stop, I, man. Yeah. I, I agree with you on a, a, like I said, no one's been impressive so None far to sell me no. like why I need this new shiny box. Now, that being said, I, I want an Xbox Series X at launch. Uh, that's my intention for the fall. Um, but I also think that in a way, if you're completely buying into what Xbox seems to want to approach this this next generation as, um, it's almost like just upgrading your graphics card in your PC. Uh, they're they're not looking at this next generation 
as uh, here's why you should upgrade. Here's the only way to get this game, the only way to play this next game, the only way to see this showcase of graphical amazingness. Um, They're not doing that. They're like Sony is Sony has a whole lot to prove on that field. Mm -hmm. Xbox so far is saying, Hey, look, if you want the the shiniest, prettiest thing that's going to play your old games, going to be the best way to play Game Pass, going to eventually play these new games. Yeah, Series X is the way to go. Cool. If you don't want Series X, here's a bunch of other options and your current stuff's going to still play for a year or two. Like Xbox kind of seems like they just don't care anymore. Because because Series X to them is, I believe that if they didn't have to do Series X, they wouldn't. Yeah. for them, I feel like Series X is basically a home computer for people that don't want to have a PC. Mm-hmm. Don't want to like they just want their box to play their stuff. But with them putting all their stuff on on the computer on PC and then backwards, they're just basically going like, pick what you can afford and play the games. Exactly. That's all we're doing. They don't. I think that they they are checked out of the arms race that yep. is hardware. They don't really care. In my opinion, they mm-hmm. are just basically we're going to produce games and let the best man win. Yeah. And we're just going to put out the best games we can. But I, the I problem is, is, what games do they have that yeah. are really going to blow people away? Yeah. yeah. I will say, until there is a Game Pass app on every screen, every device, mm-hmm. internet speeds are great. It's flawless. They still need boxes. And at yeah. this point, Xbox hardware is not selling at a fast enough pace to get the growth they need. So they need new news, and that's why companies do this. New mm-hmm. news sells things. They can't keep selling Xbox One S because people stopped caring about that box a long time ago. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking Series S is really the most piece of that's the most important piece of hardware they have because mm-hmm. to get a, a a gaming PC is expensive. So they're in the Series X camp. So uh, Series S, where it's new news, new hardware, it's probably 300 bucks or whatever. Um, that's going to be where they can play. And they can play hard because they can say, look what we're launching against. And we're the same price as a Nintendo Switch, but look at our games. Look at Game yeah. Pass. It's a value equation that just plays out, which is where Xbox Can't be beat. is going. Exactly. So, but I, I, I do feel like they still have to play in the arms race of a box because right now we know X cloud isn't available on 50% of the mobile devices you own. <laughs> yeah, really. it, it may never get there, which if it never gets there, that's a huge obstacle. But, not, but I no, guess what I'm getting at Todd is like, you don't have to even buy an Xbox one X. You could just hook up your computer and play all those games on the computer. So, mm-hmm. but, but you still need a good enough computer to play. You just need no, a game. I know that. I know that. But that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's where yeah. that's where the box comes into play. But like I don't even need to upgrade. I could just play my Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need to get the Series X. I don't. You know, like if I have a gaming computer, what's the reason I'm buying an Xbox One X? Makes no that's sense. Why, that's why I'm not. I have an Xbox yeah. One X and I have a gaming PC. Yeah. My, my, I'm curious though because Microsoft has never talked about that. What is the growth of Game Pass on PC? Because that is a market that they can go into because they have a, a wide range to fill that. If they're not talking about that, that tells me it's not growing that fast. Yeah. Because that's something they would definitely talk about. And like now they talked about growth, and the growth is growing, but eventually they're going to slow 
and they need a new revenue to fill that. And like I said, a console is still the easiest way to do it. You can advertise because not everybody's going to buy a gaming PC. So I think that's where they need to go to really fill that gap. And they can definitely take on PS5 yeah. with that saying, look at what we've got. We've got an option. They've got two options, but ours is $200 cheaper and it'll play all your games and look great on your TV. So, yeah. yeah. I, I think uh, and I think Sean talked about this on the Xbox Drive. Um, I, I think they they mentioned like now is the time for Xbox to start swinging their stuff around. You know, like yeah, yes, their big game fell through, so this is the time to go out and get Cyberpunk on Game Pass. So he gives bad bit or bad bit has to give him 50 bucks or whatever. Uh, so like, but like, that's the kind of thing, you know, go to WB, get the next Batman game, get those exclusive, get those things. This is the time for Microsoft to go, you know what? We were going to spend X amount of million dollars uh, pumping out Halo ads this fall. No, now we're going to funnel that into third party games. This is the best place to play x game whether it's cyberpunk this that whatever this is the best place to play you know call of duty it might be too late for a lot of these what we're hearing is uh sony has already gone in and they've thrown their cash around and they've gotten these exclusive deals hopefully there's still something for microsoft to take advantage of um but they kind of have to go back to the old way of thinking where again they seem to have moved on they don't don't care. care it's it's almost again back to to apple they don't care if you get an iPhone SE, no, an iPhone 11, an iPhone 11 Pro, whatever. They don't care what hardware you're using as long as you're getting games in the App Store they or getting whatever. They are killing everybody just because of games of service. They right. are crushing everybody because of that. They don't have to have the best games and this and, that and the other. Like They just got to be able to fill that library with mm-hmm. enough games for people to go like, I'm going to give you 15 to 20 bucks a month. That's it. That's, that's it. it, and it's a home yeah. run for them. And that's something yeah. that Sony's not doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you think about it. Like, you pay Sony whatever seventy bucks a year, but like, you get a couple of garbage games, a, you know, a week. <laughs> Occasionally, yeah. once every five years, you get a Fall Guys. That's, and that's it. it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you're getting Last of Us again for like the umpteenth time. <laughs> like, it's not. It's not a good. It's not a good value. Yeah. Nintendo with their with their twenty bucks a year. Like, it's not the greatest value. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. So it is what it is at this at this point. Like, but I think when you look at when you look at uh, Game Pass, like that's a solid service. That like that that's what they're focused on developing. Mm. It's like Microsoft is not a dumb company. They're in your they're in everybody's house. They own you across the board. Like right now, we're using Skype to do this call. They own Skype. Like yep. you know, like every single thing you touch. They have their hands on and they're basically taking the windows of the Excel and that type of model and going like, we're just going to license it all around. Let everybody touch it. And guess yeah. what? I make money hand or a fist just by licensing the out. Exactly. Not, exactly. Not dumb. And if you want to buy arguably or, or in depend, depending on your opinion, but the surface products, Microsoft produced really, really well engineered well-produced windows pcs tablets whatever those kind of things if you want to buy that for the microsoft experience cool if not 
build your own PC, get a Dell, get an mm-hmm. HP, get whatever the hell you want, but you're still paying the Microsoft thing. Like you said, you're still uh, subscribing to Office 365. Office 365 on your, your Macintosh. Right. Yeah. doesn't matter where yeah. you are. And that's yeah. Microsoft's new approach to gaming is we don't care where you're playing. Just pay us our 15 bucks a month. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the whole crux of this argument is I personally – want the series x so my games play and look better but that's the same reason that i'm also holding an iphone 11 pro right now i could have gotten the 11 but i felt like getting the pro just to have that extra little i liked the extra camera you know i wanted that extra little thing and if you're a tech geek you always have that little thing that you want the ipad pro instead of the ipad you want uh the you know top of the line phone or the top of the line TV. Um, you know, you, you see that across. We're, we're all guilty of that in, in one way or another, whether it's PCs, TVs, game systems, whatever. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely, I think they need the games to back it up for the traditional kind of gamer. Yeah. But you know, uh, for, for the, that other kind, if you're in the, their mindset, I'm worried that that's the only way that they're seeing this now is you know well we don't care about the games because you're still giving us 15 bucks a month yeah and and i do want to say at least getting back to the halo infinite delay um i i do want to call out that i i do worry about 343 a little bit Mm -hmm. um they had to you basically create a new game with a new engine on multiple platforms they've never had to do that before um the heavy lifting is hard but they've mm-hmm. also had almost six years to make this game. Yeah. So I worry, and I, apparently a lot of their folks left a year ago um, that were part of the creative team of making this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do worry that maybe 343 is not the studio that is really necessary to make Halo go to the next level. They've yeah. had one good game from a campaign perspective. They've had good multiplayer, but ultimately... Multiplayer only gets you so far. It's when when it's Halo, mm-hmm. and, and maybe that's where we look and say if if they don't nail this, and this is supposed to be a ten year platform supposed to grow, maybe this isn't the right studio. They took over from Bungie, and they've had this. They've they've almost had Halo as long as Bungie has now. Yeah, and that's a tough nut to. I mean, tough nut to crack. Uh, taking something over like that, maybe that was just too much to ask to take. I mean, how many other studios completely give their baby? to another developer and say, have fun with that. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to do. So I feel bad for him. I mean, it really worked out for other M. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, that's, that's not a, an enviable position to be in, no. especially if the team left, uh, then you're, you're picking up. Um, we, you know, a, a lot of us, I'm sure have had that job where you walked in and the person that had the job before you left things in absolute chaos. I know I've had a couple of those jobs where it's just yeah. like, what the hell was this person thinking? Yeah. I'm going to spend the first six months of this job learning the job and then i'm gonna spend the next six months undoing all the shit that this idiot left me with like you know that's so so you could have legitimately a year of development time not saying that all the people that left 343 are idiots or any of the people that coming in are geniuses but having to pick up other people's stuff and figure out where they left off and figure out the problems and take other people's problems from a midpoint 
is never an enviable position. So this game, yeah, could be, uh, I, I really hope they, they pull some gold out of it, but too. yeah, I am worried that, uh, that it might be, like you said, just kind of a little bit too much. It's a little, it's got that, uh, Duke Nukem syndrome of it's, it's been in development too long. It's passed over too many hands. It's just, it's, uh, it's a little doomed from the start. Definitely. Uh, last news really quick. Uh, DC Fandom is kicking off. Well, after when you listen to this, it's already pretty much done. But um, Bobby, you love the Arkham games. You love Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like Arkham Origins? I wasn't a huge fan of it. Not gonna lie, wasn't a huge fan okay. of it because I felt it was very. Uh, it was harder when you would get into like when you battle cops and stuff and get into them crowds. That <coughs> sorry, that was ramped up. But then the other problem was, was like when you got into boss battles, it got very quick time, and I didn't like mm, that. Yeah. But um, otherwise, storyline I, I, up to the point that I played was really good. But yeah, it's a great story. Um, yeah. And I just got the DLC for Steam because I heard the DLC is fantastic, so I started mm-hmm. playing that. It's the Penguin versus Two Face, I believe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, or no, Mister Freeze versus Penguin. Um, very fun. But actually, fun fact. I played that game on the Wii U and loved it. So I thought it was great on the Wii U. I will say this. When the new Arkham game hits, um, that would be the game that would make me buy an Xbox. Okay. That'll be the game that makes me buy an Xbox. Because so, I want it with what has the most uh, ass behind it. Mm-hmm. And I, Xbox is going to crush PS5. So yep. that's where I'm going to go. Yeah. So the reason I bring this up is because WB, WB Montreal has a panel at uh, DC Fandom, and they have been teasing this game for like three years. Mm-hmm. But I think obviously got held back. They've been doing more teasing. The expected game that's going to be released is called, I think, Arkham Knight. Oh, no, what's it called? DC. I can't remember the name of the game that that they've rumored it to be. Uh, and it is going to be uh, apparently a retelling of the uh, Court of Owls. And mm-hmm. incorporate and bring in actually the Batman family. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, deals with the Bat family, and that has me amped. That, but that's not Rocksteady. That's WB uh, Montreal. Absolutely, WB Montreal. Rocksteady is doing the Suicide Squad game. Yeah, oh, that's exactly. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's both. I'm in for both. Yeah, I'll definitely, the, I'll uh, definitely give it a shot because I think if WB smart, they would have paid attention to what the complaints were with origins and hopefully worked on them and fixed them. Yeah. I, and I think with origins, they were again, one of those studios that it's like, okay, well pick up what this other studio did and do this. <laughs> and there's lifting. a whole bunch of like, you know, corporate mandate of we need a game every release. You know, it's, it's the assassin's creed syndrome. That's what they were trying you know, to the, do. They were too, trying to go too quick. Every right. Year. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. That was, so I, I think, Given more time, giving a little bit more creative freedom, I have full faith in uh, in WB Montreal. Um, the 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 name of this one that you were trying to think of is uh, Go- Batman Gotham Knights. Is yes, the, the yes. rumored uh, thing. Court of Owls. I've already stated numerous times on the show that I'm a big fan uh, of that storyline, uh, and I think giving the the bat family uh, a little bit of love in this game could be really badass. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. They are teasing, uh, based on their website, this weird AR game that they're doing, they've mm-hmm. teased Two-Face as being yes. a villain in this game. Okay, yeah. let's real talk. How, how can I watch this thing? 
Uh, WC fan, uh, DC Fandom, go to the website, dcfandom.com, yeah. and Bobby, you can actually create yourself a schedule to watch all the things, because there's going to be a panel for each one of the DC movies, so yes. we know Flash is going to be there, we know Wonder Woman is going to be there, we know Shaz- uh, Shazam is going to be there, right. The Rock you, is going to be there for Black Adam, all of the DC shows will be there, <laughs> and then there's two uh, video game panels. So Sweet. There's going to be comics, TV, you can stop yeah. talking, Tower. Good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's badass. I'm looking forward to Fano, man, for sure. This is going to yeah, be fun. Definitely. What do you guys think about them splitting it into two? I know this is probably Secret Friends territory, but what do you think about the uh, the splitting it into two shows? Well, I will tell you why they're doing it. So the, the second show actually is just all of the content from this, and you can watch it on demand. Oh. That's okay. all it is. That's all oh, it is. Really? I thought it yeah. was like they're splitting nope. the news into two different things. Oh, that's disappointing, man. That's all it is. Okay. So because I was, there's so much going on, they basically uh, some people may not be able to watch it. So it's basically a way to then create your own little schedule and watch whatever you want. It's kind I of was weird. really excited. I didn't realize that because I, I was really excited to be like, oh, so sweet. That's like you know double the DC goodness. I, I really thought we were gonna get just a whole bunch of stuff. But uh, hey, that's still good if you if you can't because I I know I'm not gonna get time to watch this all as it's Me coming either. out. Not yeah. a chance. Yeah. So if I can watch it on on demand or whatever uh, at my own pace, that's that's good. Yeah, this is all live. There will be Encore stuff tomorrow as well. You can mm-hmm. catch it later, but if you want to watch it on demand, that's when you can watch it later. So there cool. you go. All yeah. right. Yeah. So um, lastly, bonus round, we're going to do a quick round. Um, Mark, as we approach the launch of these systems and whatever Nintendo does next, um, I thought we could look back at console war memories. Ooh. And so uh, I, I, I've got to say, I think even though Bobby and I are ancient – Nobody remembers what was going on at the time of the NES. It was the only the NES. What are you talking time. about? Nobody. I remember, dude. Stop. <laughs> I do too, Bobby. You know Bobby's why? You know why? Because years no, of you know podcasts. Why? Because Nintendo stomped the Master System. That's <laughs> oh, why. They stopped the mud hole in them and sent Sega walking home crying. Bobby, I, people didn't even know the Master System existed. I had one neighbor that had a Master. <laughs> I had no idea that existed back in the day. Sucked. Yeah. The fact of the matter is this: the Master System was actually better. Than the NES. Hardware-wise. Graphically, 100%. hardware, everything was really good. The problem was it just nobody liked it. They were like, mm-hmm. play Alex Kidd? Alex Kid? Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is, the problem is that it was one of those situations where, you know, typical Sega, we're not getting a foothold. Let's just let's just ramp up and go to the next gen and, and start over. So yep. they only had – their only real true success, I think, was the Sega Genesis. But go ahead, yeah. Todd. Yeah, so basically NES soundly won. 60 million mm-hmm. consoles revived the console industry as a whole because they, they, they tricked parents into thinking the NES was some it's type cool. of computer system cool. with yeah. a robot and a zapper. Mm-hmm. So that's all good. So they tricked them. They were hugely successful. Really, I mean, Mario was everywhere. It was great. Kids were insane. I bought my NES off my neighbor who got it from a, a thrift store. So that's how I got my NES, and I, I loved it. Um, but then we moved on to the next gen, and this is where I started dating chicks in high school. So I stopped kind of caring about video games for a while. So I was kind of on loop. And the only way I got to play video games, I rented – this is how old I am too – I rented video game systems from a video rental store. Shit, okay. And I was equal opportunity. I rented the Genesis. I rented the SNES. So I played both. I, I, I was um, pan console. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Man, okay, so this is the, we got a little age gap going because I remember renting like the N64 and the uh, the Dreamcast that generation. Oh, okay. uh, when it came to this generation, it was you know kind of like, and I grew up with NES. Um, and I remember getting the Super Nintendo and I remember my friends having Genesis, but it was just like one of those things that like your parents just kind of bought you. So I think I'm I'm like a generation under you guys. So I'll, I'll let you guys maybe take the reins on this and I'll, I'll recount my own memories. Obviously, I was a Super Nintendo kid. I've been a Nintendo guy my whole life. I did like what Genesis was doing and they had a couple of games that was like, Oh, that's a little edgier. Like, you know, Genesis Sega does what Nintendo don't kind of marketing shit. But overall, I mean, Super Nintendo is a winner here, I think. But since you guys are, are a little bit more uh, mature when these came out, what what are your memories? Well, and I, I did read the Console Wars book um, that, that recounted this, which brought a lot of the things I didn't know about at the time all the figureheads and everybody that was behind the scenes doing this. Mm. It was kind of crazy. Learning about it. If you guys haven't read it, uh, the audiobook's great. I heard they're going to make it into a movie, so it's very fun. SNES versus Genesis. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Genesis was just, to me, it was exciting. It was a new player, all these new franchises. I remember seeing Sonic for the first time and going, oh, my God, this is so fast and so cool and different. And they brought a lot of new franchises to the table, a lot of RPGs and things I had never heard before. Cyberball, which is mm-hmm. a robots playing football. Love yeah. that. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, but then I also played the SNES, and I really enjoyed what they brought to the table in regards to the way things sounded. The sound mm-hmm. was fantastic. Um, and what was it? The Mode 8 or whatever they called that? Mode um, 7, yeah. Mode 7. Where you had like F Zero, where the, yeah. the screen would move differently. Mm-hmm. Super Castlevania looked different, mm-hmm. but um, and like I said, I rented both, so I had to play all of these and had fun. But I really didn't really get to play them as much as I wanted. But um, I do remember that um, Genesis obviously took the lead um, at the beginning because they launched before Nintendo did, so they got to do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bobby, I know you have more history with the mm-hmm. SNES, um, but did you have any experience or had neighbors with the Genesis? I owned the Genesis. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I had the Super Nintendo. While the Nintendo, while the NES was around and the Sega, Sega Genesis hit, I didn't mess with the Genesis. I got a Super Nintendo for Christmas one year, and I had the Super Nintendo for about three years. And then... What I started to realize was that, like, we were getting a situation where games, what we were talking about earlier, games were exclusive to certain consoles. You had different versions of Lion King, different versions of Aladdin. Um, You had all these different things that were happening across the board. You know, like, I felt like Madden was better than Sega Genesis. I felt like, um, you know, everything was kind of better on the Genesis in terms of sports games. Uh, you had Joe Montana talking football, and there was all these different things they were doing that were ahead of the time. The NHL games, all the EA sports. So I was a huge sports fan. So the sports games I would predominantly get for the Sega Genesis, but the the Mario's and all that stuff, like they to me, they killed. Um, you know, they killed Sega when it came to that stuff. So for me, I was all on board on that stuff. And that's where I basically predominantly went and stayed. So I feel like, though, personally, I feel like the Super Nintendo destroyed Sega. Um, Mm. 
you know, I, I think it killed the Genesis. And there wasn't, and, and a lot of it just had to do with they had far superior first party games. Mm-hmm. They just, they just yeah. literally trounced them. And to me, that was the be all end. Like they had a huge RPG. Like that's when the RPG revolution started. You had Final Fantasy two, Final Fantasy three, which was four and six. In the, in the actual timeline. You had right. Chrono Trigger. You had Secret of Mana. You had all mm-hmm. these great games. They actually brought Earthbound in. And you know, and, and then when they, they basically got to the end of the life cycle, and you thought, okay, we've squeezed all the juice out of these things we can. Here comes Donkey Kong Country with this Silicon Graphics like polygon yeah. effect to it, which today still looks pretty awesome you know, as it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do Super Mario World 2, which is Yoshi's Island, and that whole Mode 7 looks like kid graphics. And so right. they really just, I feel like to me, me personally, I feel like the Super Nintendo is the best console ever. Like in terms of like quality of games, library, quality mm-hmm. of the library, that to me is the best console ever to exist. Um, so for me, I think that they, they destroyed the Genesis. So you so like, had a good run. Genesis yeah. had a great run. And yeah. they almost did, you know, but Nintendo was just too powerful for them at that point. Yeah, it was interesting. I looked at the sales numbers. They're pretty close. I mean, it was just, it was similar to Xbox 360 versus PS3, where uh, Xbox 360 had the huge league at the beginning, and PS3 was like that, that the, the tortoise that finally caught up at the end <laughs> and finally passed him. Uh, SNES did the same thing. They basically, yeah. the quality and the way they la- lasted, and, and really where Genesis, once again, dropped the ball. They try too many things, and this is the fun part. So in college, um, this is when I was in college. It was Genesis versus SNES, kind of towards the end of the life. This is like like 93 through 97. And I remember when one of my uh, dorm friends got a videotape in the mail, and it was for Donkey Kong Country. It was like a videotape. I don't know. Bobby, did you get that videotape? Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh, my God. Howard, he sent it to you. I'm like, what is this game? And it's like, it looks so cool, and it was so neat. And at the same time, Killer Instinct was at the arcade. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I remember seeing that logo for, like, the, what was it, the uh, Mega 64 or whatever it was, yeah. Ultra 64. Yeah. So I'm like, man, Nintendo's really getting this uh, momentum going uh, with Silicon Graphics. And I think that's how they started with Donkey Kong Country, yeah. doing that. So, um, But on, on the other hand, my roommate had a Sega Genesis CD system mm-hmm. with classics like Sewer Shark. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, Sega had that problem of like really cool tech. And I remember a similar friend of mine had the Sega CD attachment, but it was like, yeah, that's really cool. It looks really pretty. It's doing stuff that the Super Nintendo just can't touch. But what are the games? Yeah. Uh, Where Bronx, are the games? Strokers, Dracula by Sony. Come right. on. Batman. Fantastic. Was it Batman Returns? I think it was the Batman Returns game was totally horrible. The Spider-Man game, which right. was an up-res Genesis game. Come on, Mark. <laughs> uh, then they decided, hey, you know what's even better? Take that Sega CD. Then let's give you a 32X so we can give that thing more power. Pop it mm-hmm. on top. It's even better. So you can have less games that people will want to play. It was I mean, just like, put out like nine games. Everyone loves sandwiches. Absolutely. It, it was, was like a nine game for the library. 32X. That's, that's where Sega lost the war. Because yes. to me, it was like, you don't have enough confidence in your console to stick and ride with it. Where mm-hmm. Nintendo's like, this is what we have and this is what we're doing. Yeah. Where I'm messing with CD drives and all that stuff. And like, 
And they had a valid point. At that time, it made no sense to play a game on a CD and play with load times when I could literally take a cartridge, pop it in, and just play the game. Mm-hmm. And the load times were bad back then. Oh, yeah. You know, so I that was what kept me away from Sega CD and all that. So I was like, I don't want nothing to do with it. Even, even going into the next generation, N64, you, you yeah. got those bad load times. So even like a generation earlier to that, can you imagine yeah. how the bad, bad the load times? For anyone that can't remember that, like imagine how bad they were yeah. in the N64, the following generation. And and then you'll, you'll get a sense of how terrible it was back there. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it was it was really that was the beginning of the console wars in in, in the biggest sense. Yeah. Uh, the marketing, the the back and forth. There was no kumbaya, as you would say, Bobby. No, man, it no. was it was difficult. And even like um, as we talked about, like changing policies, Nintendo used to have a no return policy. It was yeah. funny because they talked about this and. Basically, Nintendo then had to change some of their policies because of what Sega did. So it was that ultimately what console wars do, and I think we'll see this as a trend as we talk about this, Mark, it's good for the business. Because what it does is if you have one dominant figure like NES when they had their ways, basically said, well, you can only put five games out on your label a year or whatever. So then Mm -hmm. people – it basically stopped people from – Double-A studios. Yeah, you'll see this. They did that, and, and they did that because of the Atari. That's yes. what killed the Atari 2600 and all of the – that's what killed the video game market was mm-hmm. these games were coming out. Like, dude, they had, like, Hawaiian Punch put out a game. Like, <laughs> Kool-Aid. Like, yeah, the Kool-Aid. That's what I, that's what I thought you were going to say Cool Spot there. I was going to come straight no, to the screen. Don't talk bad about Cool Spot. That's trash, too. But anyway. The, Bobby? So that's it. Shut your face. Swear <laughs> anyway, God. the point is, is that, like – so what Nintendo did was they were like, you can only put out five yes. games per year. But then, like, Konami started Ultra. And they were putting out games under the Ultra label as well as the the Konami label, and you know it's it's pretty it's pretty cool to to like mm-hmm. see how it all worked out in the end. But like that was that was like people people act like revisionist history looks at it and go like oh they were so harsh, dude. They had to be. Mm-hmm. They had to be very strict to, to make sure that if, they, if people were sitting there going like we're telling your parents. To buy this game, you got the seal of approval on it. You know it's a good game. It's not this garbage that Atari like was churning out, like ET. It took them two months <laughs> to make ET. The game was trash. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It, I enjoyed the game as a kid and I played it. But like looking back now, I'm like, this game. What the hell was this game all about? This is stupid, you know. Yeah. So, and you, um, you look at the eShop now, and it's so full of oh, shovelware. God. And it's like, I kind of wish, maybe not. As bad as they I used remember to be. a certain guru saying Nintendo is going to curate this store. Look what they're bringing out, and it's like I didn't say they were going to give us our money. They should. I said they should. You said uh, yeah, yeah. I'll I never defend said you on that one for sure. Because they're, like, they're cool only going to put twenty games a week, and it's all going to be great. Now it's forty games, and yeah. 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 yeah, but um, no. but it is kind of fun to to look back at these things and see how they changed. I mean, considering how I started with my gaming systems, it was the Atari fifty two hundred. Talk about yeah. a trash system. That is one of the worst systems in the world. I'm just happy we got what we got, and I'm amazed the what we got. Seventy eight was no better. Oh no, the seventy eight was hundred. <laughs> seventy eight was bare. The only good thing about the seventy eight hundred was you could play twenty six hundred games on it. Yes. But then they put out like five games. It was like, okay, we're done. We're out. And I was like. Yes. So we will we will talk about the future of Atari in uh, the next edition 
of console wars so that is it for the podcast man oh man this is one of our longest but this has been fun i love having a guest and he's always got some fun things to talk about so bobby before we leave tell people how they can check you out on the internet listen this is what i would like people to do don't worry about anything else i do on the internet just go to twitch.tv slash nintendo gurus uh we have just reached the partner uh level where we are we filled out the application and we're just waiting for Twitch to come back and say yay or nay. So uh, hopefully Twitch will give us the green light and we can become partner with them. But it is probably the greatest accomplishment that I've had in all of content creating. Like it is so much Fantastic. fun to do. But, um, uh, you know, we're on Twitter. We're on, you know, we got a Discord, Yumi Capri. Uh, Twitter, it's at Nintendo Gurus. Podcast galore. It's all over the place. Uh, NintendoGuru.com. You can check it all out for everyone to do. And, and since Bobby's being modest, I'm going to plug the rest of your stuff. Because, <laughs> yes, go follow him on Twitch. It's amazing. I am so happy to see you with all the success on Twitch. But you do so much content with the Yumi Capri stuff that it is worth throwing a dollar to you guys on Patreon. Come at me. You guys produce so much great stuff between you Thanks. and Sean. All the partnerships uh, that you guys have. Xbox Drive is my favorite Xbox podcast. Uh, and they've been having great success as well. Yeah. Uh, so head over to there. Bobby won't plug it. I will. You, me, Capri on Patreon uh, or just all over the internet. Uh, follow them everywhere. They they produce a staggering amount of quality content. And they're I, always changing it up. It's, it's, it's amazing to see you guys. The best thing I ever told Sean to do was to bring on Ryan Turford to the Xbox Drive. <laughs> That dude is amazing. He's great. Their chemistry is fantastic. Yeah, Yeah. they are a power duo that rivals you and Sean, which is saying something because you guys are amazing. So, um, yeah, no, you guys, uh, you guys produce some of my favorite stuff on the internet. So, uh, go check them out. Uh, I I have a dissent though. Here we go. Bobby (laughs) used to do a podcast called If We Ran Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, cause he thought he fixed Nintendo and my favorite part was <laughs> he did. to they troll him. <laughs> I used to troll him. I used to be yeah. the official troll of that. Yeah. I used to get to ask questions. They don't take questions on cup of Joe Nintendo. No, so I really am disappointed in you. No, Bobby. listen, there's a reason it's supposed to be two guys <laughs> sitting in the coffee shop talking. That's all it is. There's no need for questions. Sean will say, man, I really want questions. Well then Sean, take him on the Xbox drive. Cause I don't <laughs> want him over here. This is just me and you. Hanging out, having some conversation. Um, we get to ask all our questions little, on the Pants Patreon podcast for patrons podcast. Yeah, that, that that's true. true. Yeah, uh, but I just want to be your um, angry barista <laughs> who just harasses you and gets your orders wrong. Here's the thing: there is there is the talk of a one-off live if we were in Nintendo, just a one-off shot of if we ran Nintendo, how we would have ran 2020. Ah, Jay likes it. So I think, I think that it's it's a good possibility that'll be happening in the next couple of weeks. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Mark, tell people how they can follow us. Well, you can follow us at, uh, at co underscore op mode underscore pod or T Oxtra or the underscore Canardian all on Twitter. You can follow us on the Facebook group and page secret friends unite. Look those up. Uh, very fun and very active groups for all things nerd, not just video games, 
But if you want to talk specific video games, you can always tweet at us or even better, call the hotline. We'll feature you on the show, 872-225-2496. Leave us a little voicemail and you could win a fantastic prize, including roundguard for xbox one uh leave us an itunes review for that one as well if you're a little bit voice shy but the best way is the hotline you can give us a topic a review whatever it is uh tell us off for three minutes or less uh whatever you want to do but you could be entered to win that and we'll uh, we'll feature it on the show as long as it's not incredibly profane filled so bobby i'm sad to say that that excludes you from being able to call into the show okay. because I know you'd leave a profane, riddled voicemail for the both of us. Thanks. Well, <laughs> well, I do have good news, Mark. My son has said he wants to call in a review of Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, fantastic. Is he going to use our specific rating system? Yes, we talked about that. Perfect. Perfect. So if anyone is new to the show, we have a rating system that is based on my experience in the hospital when my son was born and how good contraband chicken nuggets taste when they're snuck into a hospital that you're not allowed to order food out of uh, during COVID. So we have a six chicken nugget based rating system because six pack chicken nuggets are the way to go. Uh, So yeah, there we go. So leave uh, your review out of six contraband chicken nuggets. If you really want to include a dipping sauce flavor, uh, you know, you could give it four chicken nuggets at a six but it does have a little bit of honey on the side. So, uh, if you have to ask, Todd, get control, man. What are you doing? <laughs> over here? He'll go for five hours. He drank a boot of rum. You gotta cut him off, man. The rum, like John, the rum is gone. Actually. This yeah. is like John Belushi in animal house, Bobby. Oh, Let him go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yes. So folks definitely do that. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts, reviews, comments, and tell us what you're thinking about the console wars. But with that, thank you, everyone. Bobby, always a pleasure. Mark, thank you for being a strong Canarian. Remember, it's always Thanks, better fun. to game together. Genesis does. 16-bit arcade graphics. Montana free, Pat Riley free, Buster Douglas free, Super Monaco GP free, or Columns free. What Nintendo? Buy a 16-bit Genesis system between now and October 31st and get an extra game.